1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon says he'll be happy with his lot If Celtic don't add any more signings this month Rangers will need to be pretty perfect until May According to Gary McAllister And Hibs v Dundee United is the pick of the Scottish Cup replays tonight I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Yeah and the football and the stories are coming thick and fast Now we're back at the football Gordon Ismail Sorrow has joined Patrick Clamalla in the snow at Lennox Town Ryan Jack has joined James Tavernier on the treatment table at Auchenhowie But Alfredo Morelos is back and ready to play And of course, Hibs and Dundee United go head-to-head for the chance to play The other Glasgow team left in the Scottish Cup, BSC Yeah, it'll be interesting now I think the transfer window is nearing an end, Gordon Will there be any exciting news for any other teams? Will Rangers bring someone in? I know there was talk this morning about trying to get a few off the wage bill to bring a new player in just to give them a fresh face uh, getting into the, the, the last leg of the title run. Celtic, Neil Lennon's come out and said, well, I'm quite happy with the business I'm doing and I've done. So I'll be interesting. The window's not closed yet. Watch this space. 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight We would love to hear from you So why not give us a call Or if you would rather tweet That's fine as well You can do that at Clyde SSB What did you make of the weekend's action? Um, I thought um, it was ropey from Celtic first half um, Going by the calls we got after the game Gordon um, the, A few Celtic fans agreed with that Ross County probably had more chances at Celtic Park than they'll ever have for me uh, I couldn't believe uh, the first half how open Celtic were at the back but second half yes a big talking point was obviously Edward come on first touch puts the ball in the back in it two three minutes later puts the game to bed I said uh, uh, when I was sitting at Celtic Park Gordon that a lot was 1-0 and you can always get hit with that sucker punch Never did I think second half Ross County were going to get back in it. I thought it was just a case of when Celtic scored. But when you've got the luxury of bringing such a talent on as Edward, and it shows you he's on the pitch, defenders are friend of this guy because they know what he brings to the table. And obviously the first touch of the ball, he really does put the game to bed. And then he, he puts uh, the icing on the cake with second one, Gordon. Uh, good display. Um, Neil Lennon will be absolutely over the moon Opened a five point gap And saw Rangers losing at Tynecastle And also On to that And we did criticise the back four They get a clean sheet And then it was over to Sunday Roger we Build it up a week We said it's always a fascinating fixture Regardless of the form uh, Of Hearts And it proved to be quite the, the afternoon in the capital Well The weekend just simply reinforced how important the two centre forwards are to the two clubs, Gordon, because Celtic, as Dan says, for an hour, toiled without Odds and Edward. He's protecting this little toe injury that he's carrying at the minute. And it reminded me a little bit of the League Cup final. You know, Edward was stuck in the bench carrying an injury at the League Cup final. Celtic toyed for an hour. Sent on Edward, he won the free kick from which Christopher Julian scored the goal. Weekend there, toyed for an hour, on he came, scores two in about eight minutes, and the game is won. So Celtic, you know, Neil Lennon must lie awake at night hoping Odds and Edwards' toe injury doesn't get any worse for the run of games coming up. 
And the Rangers didn't have even have the luxury of sending on Morelos. They've played three games without Morelos. They've looked sluggish. They've looked ordinary in the three games. Um, they got away with it against Trinrara and St Mirren. They didn't get away with it at Tynecastle at the weekend. When Morelos is there, he leads the team from the front. He takes them further up the pitch. He bullies defenders. He wasn't there and they really, really missed him. And the important thing now for Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard is to make sure Edward and Morelos are fit and available and first no, names it's in the team No, it's noticeable for me, Roger. And you do, you're right in what you say about Morelos, what he brings to the team. And he brings so much to Rangers leading the front line. Defoe is a magnificent striker. Uh, just, you know, a couple of times on Sunday, just that extra yard again, just caught up with him. But put the ball in the box, usually he'll go on the end of it. I think a massive miss for Rangers was the captain, Gavin. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get stuck into that a bit later on. Let's kick off by hearing from Neil Lennon, speaking about a few different subjects today. The one that jumps out maybe though, uh, says he'll be happy even if Celtic don't add any more signings. So really looking for your response to that, Celtic fans. Do you agree? Are you quite happy with your lot? Or would you be disappointed if you didn't get another face in before the end of the week He's also not getting too carried away By Rangers dropping points At St Johnston away For Celtic tomorrow Five points clear He says they simply need to focus On themselves It's the result that happens You know things will You know Twist and turn maybe As we go along we, We're just concentrating On St Johnston tomorrow And you know Looking forward to the game Because you know We've played quite well Since the, the turn of the year Does it give the players a lift though When, when they see In a title race Points dropping Uh oh not really detected any change really in their emotions, you know, over the last couple of days. So um our focus, like I say, is on tomorrow. Um and it'll be a tough game. You know, we've got a raft of games coming up now, you know, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend. So we just take it as it comes, you know, we're getting players back, you know, Christie's in the squad, Ayers back in the squad, you know, so that strengthens us as well, which is an obvious bonus. As Myla Sorrow became the second January signing yesterday He won't feature tomorrow night Neil Lennon says it's been a successful month Just a little bit more quality And um, you know a bit of support in there In the midfield area And you know he's had a good career so far You know he's played in some tough leagues And he's played for a team that You know wouldn't have been one of the top teams in Israel But he's um, you know he stood out And he's been very consistent in his performances there if we don't do anything else, I'll, I'll be happy. You know, we've got a great squad and, you know, real quality in it. If It's a very difficult window and we'll see how things go from there. We've got a couple of good players in, you know, and we've sort of streamlined the squad a little bit. Um, you know, Kamala will add a little bit of firepower and pace to the, the attack, which is what we needed. And Sarah will bring a bit of strength to the midfield as well. So at the minute, we're definitely stronger. If we don't do anything else, I'll be happy, says Neil Lennon. Celtic fans, do you agree with that or would you be a bit uncomfortable if that was to be the case? Would you rather see someone uh, else in before the end of the week? You tell us, 01419511025. Well, January's about two things, Gordon. It's a pre- holding on to your key players in your own squad and trying to add that little bit extra for the run-in. Um, we've spoken in the show Almost every night in the month of December But Celtics need to get another striker in To take the burden off Edward in, in the run-in And Patrick Kalamala is that striker Three and a half million pounds Polish under-21 international Lots of goals for Jagi Alonia over there And Celtic will believe he can enhance the squad Sorrow for me is going to be one for the future He's only 21 years of age But he's got less 
you know, top flight experience than Klimala. Um, he mentioned himself it might take him a little bit of time to, to get up to speed to be challenging the Browns and the McGregors and the Enchams. But long term, he's probably going to be a, a decent investment as well. So Neil Lennon, I'm quite sure, is happy with the business that's been done. If they drop anything in Midlands Park tomorrow night, though, I think Thursday and Friday they'll be looking to do something. John is on the line. John is a Celtic fan. If you were to do no more business between now and the end of the window, John, would you be happy just like Neil Lennon? Uh, certainly not, Gordon. Great, uh, Gordon. Roger. Hi, John. Uh, uh, Hi, John. Uh, to me, I, I watched that game. Don't be wrong. I had great fun on Sunday, winding my friends up on Facebook over the result. You know what I mean? But in hindsight. The, the defence is we need another defender in Gordon and uh, Roger and hopefully if the Benkovic uh, I, I don't know if it's viable you think we could get him at the end of the season because I know he's been looking to go out and loan because we were lucky not to be three or four down on Saturday defence was terrible I don't know what it was it's, it's, some, to me there's not a dominant figure in there you know what I mean it's, it's, it's been lacking for a while now so we need another defender in so I just wonder you think we could get Benkovic in I think John, the key to the defence for Celtic is a consistency of selection because if you're all up at the games at the weekend, you're never really too sure who's going to be in the back four or the back three as it turned out to be at Kilmarnock the other game there. I think when Celtic have been in our best in the run-ins in the last couple of years, it, it was Boyata and Benkovic together and they formed a, a, a solid pairing. Even in the first half of this season when it was Julian and Ayer together, El Hamed was one side... Bolingoli was the other There was a period there where They did look reasonably solid But now, you know, sometimes it's Hayes Sometimes it's Bolingoli Sometimes it's Taylor On the other side, since El Hamed's been injured It was Frimpong Then Frimpong was at a wing back Suddenly it was a three at the back So I think, you know, if if you're worried about defence The key for me is just to go With a settled back four In front of Fraser Foster Stick with them And they can build Or rebuild An understanding What is the likelihood Of Benkovic though Is that just simply People looking at a player Who used to play for Celtic And seeing a guy Who now doesn't feature In his first team And putting two and two together I I would be surprised If there wasn't An interest in Benkovic Simply because he did so well The first time he was here Gordon Um, Celtic have gone back In the past They went back And got Fraser Foster again They've been back and get Patrick Roberts for a second time. So it's not beyond, you know, the realms of possibility they're looking at Benkovic again. What I will say is there are big clubs in the English Championship who probably have the ability to pay more of Benkovic's wages and more of the loan mm. fee than Celtic might be willing to pay at this stage. I mean, Gordon, if you were of a mind to stick up mm. for the range, uh, the Celtic defence, you would be able to do it quite easily. You would say they've conceded 14 league goals in 22 games this season, which ain't bad. Mm-hmm. And they got the first clean sheet at the weekend after a run of games without a clean sheet. Having said that, you can always look to improve. You can always... Find areas that you can do better in And I think pretty much every Celtic fan That's got in touch with us Saw a good few of those on Saturday Yeah um, cl- clean, Two seconds John Clean sheets are everything Gordon They build confidence I thought first half I'm going in the first half performance I thought the back four were all over the place Gordon I really did And I thought they were very lucky And I think a lot of Celtic fans will admit that They were very very lucky To go in with a clean sheet Now uh, I think Celtic have got a massive squad uh, full of quality I think they've got a lot of players there And if they get everybody back fit I think Neil Lennon gives himself a great headache By who to pick Who's he's going to be his strongest 11 But if you said to me that now Benkovic coming in Would I take him? Yes I would 
because I think he's better than any of the two centre halves at that Celtic, and it would only strengthen you. John, what what are your feelings on Christopher Julian? Then you say you don't think there's a dominant figure in there. This is a guy who was brought in for seven million pounds in the summer. I assume he was meant to be that dominant figure. Why don't you think so? I don't, I don't know what I mean Sometimes I think He's a bit too namby-pamby You know what I mean We've not really done A centre-half Since Big Baldy Would just go through Everything that was in front of him You know what I mean To me Sometimes he looks as if He's up for it And other times he's not But I know what Roger's comfy And I don't know why I don't know what Young Taylor's done wrong With Neil Lennon But I know As you say Maybe he sees him in training But I know Ball and Bolly uh, Was doing alright And then Johnny Hayes never let Celtic down But I just don't know It seems to be the centre The two centre-halves I mean it epitomised it with the, the goal Katic scored in the old firm game, you know what I mean? It's, it was a, I mean, it was a, nobody attacked the ball, you know what I mean? But to me, there wasn't got a guy that's going to go through people. And I know Benke, which is maybe not that kind of player too, but he, I think he's a more cultured defender than the other two. And I obviously mm. think he would bring it. Anyway, but see the other point I was going to make about a, a marquee signing coming. Why can't, why couldn't Celtic try and go and get Wanyama? Apparently Spurs now are dropped to price. I'm sure we've got the money to get, get that guy, man. You know what I mean? John, there's not a pitch in the world big enough to play all your midfield players. You've got that many. I don't. Th- I, Wanyama's a terrific player, I've got to say, but now because of Sorok, and I can't see that uh, happening. I don't think they'll go and get another midfield player. They're full of midfield players. They've got enough strikers in. Um, I'm. I'm. The, right now, I think the best of Julian will come next year, Gordon. I really do. I think he needs a year to settle into the fo- uh, Scottish football. I go week by week with this guy One week I see him And I think Do you know what You're a real deal And then The following week I see him And I think My god There are mistakes Just waiting to happen Can you give people a year In this climate That we've got Well have a a look at How long did it take Barisic to settle into Rangers It took him a little Bit of time I think he's getting used To the Scottish game I think he's getting used To the pace of it I think I think John's right Sometimes I think he has got Real quality of the guy And I think sometimes He just goes out there And thinks Ah this could be An easy afternoon for me Um, And then he gets caught up In one or two things Then when he goes out And he really has to Step up to the mark you look at him, you think, yeah, he's a real quality player. I don't think player. you can be a bad player, Daz, if you're man in a match and keep a clean sheet at Ibrox. I don't think you can be a bad player if you keep a clean sheet in a Hamden Cup final and still have time to go up and score the winning goal. So he's clearly got qualities there. But, but John's right. You know, it's maybe the ones round about him. You know, the weekend it was Bauer, Simunovic and Hayes. Roger, the majority I, of the season the it's been Frimpong, Ayer and Bolingoli. I, I witnessed the captain on, on Saturday, Scott Brown, turning round and having a real go at him And I mean a real go at him Because he was slack And it, was, it wasn't just him I thought the back four were poor First half Second half A lot better Celtic dominated the game Up to gears Won the game comfortably But Scott Brown had a real go at him And I think Scott Brown was saying Listen this isn't, this isn't easy as what we think Get the finger out And we need to start playing here And eventually they got the three points Neil is on Twitter He says Celtic need El Hamed fit He says he's the best yeah. right back at the club Him and Taylor should be throwbacks all day Jury's still out on Julian Says Neil So we're just asking uh, Neil Lennon happy with the, the transfer dealings If it ends there Neil Lennon's happy Do you agree? Stephen is in Balormock Hi Stephen Hi What's on Hi, your mind Bano. tonight Stephen? Um, I just want to know In a opinion um, if Celtic do go on to win the league this year um, How many points clear do you think They'll need to be before like, They concede that Rangers will only be able to catch them Oof, There's a question 
Well, that's one for Roger. He's good at being the pundit. I'm trying to work that out. My, my head, how many games off? I think, Stephen, I think it's uh, this season. I know Celtic are five points in front just now. Rangers, obviously, that game in hand against St Johnston at Ibrox. I fully expect, and no disrespect, I fully expect Rangers to win that. So I think it's going to be nip and tuck all the way, Gordon. I think this will go to last two, three games of the it, season. I think it'll be that close. It was interesting to listen to Stephen Gerrard after the defeat at Tynecastle. He said Rangers blinked and he didn't expect there to be too many more blinks from either mm. side between now and May. I, I'm not so sure. I think if you go back through the season's history, will show that there quite often are blinks and they quite often come at the least expected moment. Um, if you look at Celtic this season, who'd have thought they would have dropped points in that defeat at Livingston? Um, you look at Rangers, not many people expected them to, to lose the game against the team bottom of the league who had only won two games all season. So sometimes it's in the least expected fixture that points get dropped. So I think there will be blinks. And I agree with you, as it will certainly go on, for me, post-split and go on longer than it has for several seasons. A couple of days left of the transfer window, Stephen. Are you happy with the, the look of the Celtic squad at the moment? Going five points clear, of course, at the weekend. Aye, uh, well... Uh... It looks as if Lennon's doing his job, basically. Um, I'd like to see Benkovic maybe come in, um, just for extra cover, more or less, but I'm pretty happy the way it's going just now. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, the, the reaction to Saturday's game, it's kind, of, kind of shocked me a little bit, I guess, on the phones, was just the volume of criticism for not playing Greg Taylor, for playing Johnny Hayes, for various defensive lapses. Are we? And I know it's high tension. I know it's a very important season, but surely you have to look back on that as being a very positive weekend for Celtic. They score three, they concede none, and then they see their rivals lose on Sunday. Yes, there are always areas for improvement, but they're not a bit of overreacting going on. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I think it's all down to the fact, Gordon. And and I'm one. I'll I'll hold my hands up. I didn't think for one moment that Ross County would have come down to Celtic Park. With, a, with the game plan and actually attack Celtic, especially in the first half, and created the chances they created. Now, in another day, and we've all got to be honest here, in another day, Ross County easily could have had two, three goals in the if, first half. Now, I will say before Celtic fans start arguing, well, hold on a minute, Julian missed a, a great chance and Forrest missed a great chance. How, how you know, they didn't score was beyond me. But... I think it was all down to that and when you start looking thinking do you know what no disrespect, no disrespect to Ross County strikers you come up against better quality going up the league yeah, but chances bit. are will that back four play together again I, I don't, and me Gordon I, I don't know but you're going down not to the often you can't right, imagine but the big question I think on Saturday and I said it wasn't a witch hunt I think Johnny Hayes come in for a bit of criticism from the Celtic fans I said that me personally You've got a natural left back, Greg Taylor. Mm. You paid in the gutsy two and a half million. It's up to Neil Lennon. He's a, he's a guy that decides. If you are Stuart Kettlewell or Stephen Ferguson, having seen County play like that at Celtic Park on Saturday, how do you put Ross County out at Ibrox tomorrow night? I would I'd go the same exact same way. Attack Rangers. I would go the exact same way because, let's face it, Roger, if you go to Celtic Park and you go to Ibrox and you just constantly sit back... They, with the quality both teams have got, will break you down eventually. Sometimes you've got to be more positive. Stephen and Blornock, thank you very much for your call. This is an ideal time to get your call into us. We're going to get some travel with Stephen and then we'll hear from the Rangers camp. Gary McAllister has been speaking today. 
Slide One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. Plenty of time for you to still get your calls in. We're here until 8 o'clock looking. Back on the weekend's biggest talking points Dealing with today's issues And of course looking ahead to tomorrow as well The games are coming at us thick and fast So if you want to get involved 01419511025 And Twitter is at Clyde SSB Gary McAllister was on media duty today He says there will be no panic at Rangers Continue trusting the players and what they've been doing He believes they'll need to be pretty perfect From now on to lift the title And is sure they'll get the right reaction tomorrow Obviously, everybody's disappointed with the performance and, and the result. Good chat here, you know, went over a few things. First thing, was, there's no panic, you know, the thing is, we've been in a good run. Uh, I don't think anybody's seen it coming. You know, we, we were, as the manager said, we were pretty unrecognisable. In the fact that we didn't play and we didn't compete, but the players are well aware. And the beauty is that we've got games coming up, so we've not got a lot of time to dwell. We've got to push it to the back burners and, and move forward. We need to be pretty perfect. We're well aware of that. We know the, we've got a rough idea what the points tally is required to, to be successful. You know, there's, there's very little wriggle room. Having worked with the majority of these guys for 18 months and, and maybe, maybe a wee bit longer now, I know the type of person that's in the dressing room. So there's no time to dwell on the, on the poor result. You know, if it's a really good run of results, to be perfectly honest. But I think you will see a reaction. In moments like this, you've got to trust what we've been doing. We can't just think well, because one bad result, it's just a massive shift or a big change. The way we've performed and the way the lads have played, you know, and the tactic that's been used is, is served as well. We're always looking to tweak little things here and there, but we've got to trust what we're doing. We've got to trust each other. I don't for a second expect any manager or coach in that situation to come out and say, yeah, we're panicking. <laughs> we're definitely panicking. What? How concerning was... Sunday, would you put it down to be a one-off at the moment or were there signs there that you think that could be repeated? I'd put it down to be a one-off and I think the Rangers manager's handled it very well. He's come out, uh, made it known that he wasn't happy with the performance, attitude, everything about it. You hear Gary McAllister saying, yeah, we've had a chat about it, we've went over it. Um, and I think he's just telling them, look, if you want to be champions, you've then got to up your game again. They've come back for the winter break, Gordon. Swinra, yes, there were so many changes. And then, obviously, against St Mirren, 1-0, still three points, most important thing. A lot of people complain about performance. Then they get through to Tynecastle. And you've got to give Hearts credit. I know we always say, well, Rangers didn't play well, didn't compete, didn't do this. But Hearts... They 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 done everything that was asked of them and they deserved their, their victory. I thought Boyce was terrific. But I think you'll see uh you know, a, a response tomorrow night what about from Rangers. The bigger picture, Roger, the impact this may or may not have on a title race. Well, I would like to know what Rangers do during the month of January. Is it just a coincidence that having won the old fun game before the split last season and there was all the hype through the month of January and then they come out and fell flat at Kilmarnock and they never get the momentum back. This season, they won at Celtic Park before the split and it was a three-week period where everyone said, we have to make sure we don't make the same mistakes as last season. And they came out terribly sluggish against Trinidad on the Friday night, terribly sluggish against St Mirren last midweek and then they lost the game at Tynecastle at the weekend. And as things stand, they don't look really any better than they did coming out the break 12 months ago. For Rangers, this is a huge game of football tomorrow night. It's a big game for Celtic at Perth. Of course it is. I think tomorrow night's bigger for Rangers. Not only does Morelos come back in, 
they need Morelos to hit the ground running because none of his teammates have hit the ground running since the split. Craig is on the line calling in from Cumbernauld tonight. What's on your mind, Craig? Hi, how are you doing, gents? Uh, I've got to say, you know, I, I, I agree totally with what uh, both Roger and Gordon have been saying there. You know, it was not good enough for Rangers. And you could see it coming because, you know, when the Stranraer game, you know, 2 0 at home against a team, a team like Stranraer, for me, even with the changes we made, with all due respect to them, this is a part-time team playing in League One. We should have blown them away, um, and we didn't. Then St Mirren, who, again, they deserve credit, St Mirren, because they did put up a good fight at Ibrox, and they did defend fairly well. But, again, it just wasn't there. There was We lacked, I felt, uh, in all three of the games, a real danger man up front, a real focal point. Now, Defoe was supposed to be that, and for whatever reason, over the last 270 minutes of football that we've played, he has just not been there for me. Um, and this is the problem with not having a third striker. Because you can't guarantee that Morelos won't get suspended again. Um, because he does, and has done, hopefully won't, but he's done stupid things. And also, the referees in this country are all over Morelos like a rash because of that. Um, you can't guarantee either that the foe himself wouldn't, Potentially get suspended and injured. So for me, that was the problem when it wasn't working against Hearts. Gerard didn't have any options behind him to take the foe off and bring on and put up front that would actually have caused a problem. And I mean, I saw it in the game against Kilmarnock before they played Celtic at home when they won one nothing. That was a sort of sluggish performance. Kilmarnock dug in, uh, defended very deep, and we were not getting anywhere. Gerard turns to the bench, brings Morelos on, and within a couple of minutes, Morelos has scored the goal that's won as the game. Um, when you don't have that, um, it's a problem. And Celtic do. Well, Celtic have now got four options actually in straight wise. They've got Edward, Griffiths, Clamalla, and although Bayo has sort of disappeared, they still have them. We've only got the two, and for me, I don't think that's enough. To be a, t- a title winning side Craig, Craig, Craig I've got to say Since the window opened I've said that uh, Rangers Because people come on here And ask your opinion What would you look to sign The transfer window I've said from day one To bring in another striker Now I get shot down in flames Because I was told Well I've got Morelos and Defoe And if need be uh, Stewart can come on And play up front I don't think that's enough Especially when you're going for a title this season. Now, to be fair, you've you've said about Defoe. To be fair to Defoe, he scored the goal that got three points against St Mern. And it's a terrific goal, great movement. You've got to give him the right service. The ball over the top now, we're about 20, 25 yards out for him to run on against quick defenders is no longer an option, I think, for Defoe. I don't think that's his strength. His strengths are, if you get balls from wide areas in, his movement is so clever... He doesn't need to be so quick. His movement's so good. He'll get on the end of things. But I totally agree with you. I would have signed a striker, and I know it's very, very hard to go and ask a striker now with a bit of quality. Look, we've got Morelos here, we've got Defoe there, but you've got to fight for your place. But there's strikers out there that's decent that could have come on at the weekend and given Defoe a break and, you know, maybe added something different to the game for Rangers that would gladly come to a club like Rangers. For, gladly come. For a couple of hundred thousand, would Rangers have signed Liam Boyce? Well, I, Roger, we're going on the, the, the evidence. I thought Boyce was brilliant at the weekend. 
I, I thought he added so much to Hearts Could he have came and added that same effect to Rangers? Possibly And for the money And plus the fact, let me tell you now Boyce would have ran up the, the motorway to go and join Rangers That's what I'm saying That sort of a little... Uh, you know, added advantage of having someone just there to say, it's not working, we've not got Morelis' service today, we can change it. Well, it might be more about players out in the coming days, reports linking Jordan Jones and Brandon Barker with exits, but Gary McAllister says they will get their chance in the team if they impress in training. He says they're always on the hunt for new players. We're continually looking, you know, you know, clubs, clubs like Rangers and big clubs across the world are continually looking to improve and at any given moment when, when an opportunity arises, we've got to be there and ready to strike. So that goes, you know, in this window, the next window, the summer, you know, it's it's a it's an ongoing thing. We're always looking. There are two players that were brought here to, to try and make a difference, you know, to try and make us better. You know, it's very much the case that all the coaching staff wanted those guys here. They're, they're, they're two players who we thought could influence games when it's very, very tight. Recently, the pair of them have been injured and it's up to them to show the management, the manager and the management group they've got to do more to, to get in that team. If they show in the training, they will, they'll get an opportunity. Do they have a future at Rangers, Roger? Rangers signed a lot of wingers in the summer or they had a lot of wingers. Now, they're not really playing with many so you can see why so many of them are potentially going to be elsewhere. Yeah, listen, that's the problem. And Jordan Jones caused a lot of his own problems with, with the red card and the injury in the, the first Old Firm game. Of this season um, Up until the weekend Ryan Kent and Joe Aribo Had been two of Rangers Better players Kent scored at the weekend Aribo probably should have scored To make it 2-0 If you remember at Tynecastle Not long after Kent scored the opening goal So it has been difficult For Jones And for Barker as well Scott Arfield has been Using that position Greg Stewart did quite well He came on and scored some goals Pre-Christmas Shea Ojo is there as well Jake Hastie's back at the club today Remember him Gordon He's come He's come back to Rangers as well What do you well. read into that And I, I appreciate some of this Might have to be guesswork Is that because They're going to try and loan him out Somewhere oh, else look, Or, look, or look, is it because look, look, look at the two of you You're all excited at the prospect I was actually Going to suggest more about The future of Jones and Barker Can, can you connect those issues? I, no, think, no. I think Roger if, no. if, if you're going to get rid of Well put Barker and Jones out Whether it's loan or permanent Then you've got to cover yourself again So you've got to cover their positions Because I think that the Rangers fans will agree just now Ojo's not doing anything He's not contributing So you're leaving yourself a bit short Now I don't know Is Hasty ready for that? Me personally I don't think so Gordon uh, Let's get the take from Jason and Paisley See what he thinks about Rangers personnel at the moment Hi Jason Hi, good evening, panel. How are we doing? Good, Jason. Hi, good. Listen, I just thought it was glaring and obvious um, watching the game on Sunday. Obviously, my Rangers fan extremely disappointed, but I think there's a real, real gap when Alfredo Morelos is not starting. And I just thought the fluidity, I just thought they didn't get going. And I'm really, it's going to be, it could real damages through the season, at the end of the season, that we've not went and as parts of the striker. I think even looking, even going and getting the boy at Aberdeen, Grosgrove, going to break the bank to win the league. It's just really, really disappointing Sunday. Mm. I suppose, Jason, when you... And it, it is hard to predict. I don't know what Morelos' disciplinary situation will hold between now and May. The problem is, you mentioned breaking the bank. I don't know what Sam Cosgrove would cost. A few million pounds, I would imagine, is what Aberdeen would be looking for. How, how, often, how often are these guys really going to play? I know it's easy at the moment. It's fresh in your mind. You could have been doing with another striker on Sunday. But, but between now and May, how often... Is Morelos and Defoe both going to be unavailable or, or not at it? 
But not just that, but I think, listen, the wee man Defoe's been absolutely outstanding, but I felt watching the game, I think he looked off, not off the pace, but I think, Bing, he, he, let's say he cost cross a money, but he, he, I'm sure if you went to Aberdeen or you went to the boy, he would jump at the chance to maybe come and play at Rangers. And he, he could probably see, understand he might not get the amount of games he's looking for at the moment, but nobody knows what the future is for Morelos at the end of the season. But if you're going to go and win the title and go and win the title that we've not done for such a long time, surely you must be looking at players at Crossgrove to add that extra bit of quality. I just felt Defoe's done brilliant and he's done. He's, he's been a stopgap, but I don't think him and Morelos uh, will go and win the league. I think we need a third striker and I think that could be the, 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 the downfall. Where I disagree yeah, with you, where I disagree with you, uh, if you keep Morelos and Defoe fit, then I think available. available. Then I think you've got a great chance to win the league. I don't. I don't think Defoe had his greatest game uh, the weekend. But once again, I'll go down and say this: he's 37, 38 gone. He's just signed a new contract. Took a big wage cut to State Rangers because what he thinks about the club and obviously what the club think about him. The one thing about Defoe is, and he'll never stop doing it until he retires. You put the balls that he needs from the wide areas into certain areas. In the box, he will score your goals. Guaranteed. Yes, Morelos is a big miss, but if you keep the two fit and available, Gordon, as you said, then I do, you know, I just think there's a third striker there in case anything happens. I wouldn't see a Cosgrove coming in and overtaking any of the two just now because they are they are goal scorers. And I can't see Cosgrove, to be fair, yeah, goals yeah, to games I, up here is fantastic. Two, two things that would go against the Cosgrove argument. One, I can't see Aberdeen doing business with Rangers at this mm-hmm. time of season for a guy who scored is it 38 or 39 goals through the calendar year of 2019 for Aberdeen. Um, and I'm not sure Sam Cosgrove is necessarily the type to fit into that system. You know, Aberdeen play a different way and that works for Cosgrove. I'm not sure Cosgrove's the type who would necessarily complement the system that Rangers play. Jason and Paisley, it was good to hear from you Hopefully speak to you again soon We're going to get some travel with Stephen Which means this is the ideal time to get your call in 01419511025 And we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna is here Gordon Diel is alongside him And they're waiting for your call So get in touch 01419511025 and Twitter is at Clyde SSB, which is where Mikey raises a decent point, Roger. Just from before the break, he says, I thought Hasty couldn't be loaned out again. He's played for Rangers before he was loaned out. I thought a player could only play oh, for two teams in a single the, season. The two Motherwell fans now crestfallen that he's not heading back to Firth Park. Do you think, do you think high-flying third-placed Motherwell need him? Well, if you listen to Stephen Robinson, he's <laughs> crying out for attacking options now after a, a few injuries, losing Devante Cole. Yeah. I think he's more of a number nine in the DL mm. mould he's, he's looking for. Maybe one that moves a bit more. This is, this is how oh. much a Motherwell fan I am. I was up watching training today. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I was up seeing the lads cheering him on, saying, listen, keep it going. Yeah. Fantastic Did job. Did you have the number nine away shirt on with the name in the back? Such yeah. a big fan that he said to me when I came in, he goes, I was watching them running. What a shift they put in. I didn't recognise the guy that was at the front, but you should have seen the speed of him. <laughs> That's exactly what he said to me. Anyway. He's captain. Uh, right, 0141951025. Uh, there is a big game tonight. There are a couple of big games. One in particular which stands out is the Scottish Cup replay between Hibs and Dundee United. A big game in its own right and fascinating for the people at BSC Glasgow, the Lowland League side, through to the next round and awaiting the winner of this one. Hibs have got Marciano in goals tonight, a back four of James, Jackson, Hanlon 
and Stevenson Whitaker in midfield again uh, With Joe Newell uh, Then Boyle and Horgan out wide Allen just in behind Christian Dodge For Dundee United Segrist in goal We've got uh, Liam Smith Powers, Connolly, Reynolds Pollitt, Robson, Butcher, Harks Aperi and that man Lawrence Shankland Big game yeah. at Easter Road Good game um, first game was a cracker First game was a very good game Very entertaining I thought Dundee United um, You know Deserved the replay Gordon Sometimes you say That The championship teams Don't get two cracks At the Premier League team You've got to really take it But This is different Dundee United have got a good squad They pay good money uh, They've got a goal scorer Of Shanklin's quality up there That can win games for you They've got decent players in the middle of the park as well and defence. They've got a terrific goalkeeper. It'll be a hard game for Jack Ross and Hibs tonight. I, th- I think it'll I be think, another yeah, good game. I think it could go all the way. I wouldn't be surprised if it went right to penalties. Hibs, they've not been great since the winter break. You know, they're probably in the worst end of a nil-nil draw at Fort Park at the weekend. They needed to come from behind to beat Hamilton at home last midweek. So they have huffed and puffed a little bit. They've obviously got injury problems. Jason mm. Naismith, Ryan Porteous. Out for you know lengthy periods of time, so I don't think it's a given just because they're back at Easter Road that they'll knock out the championship. Let's game. hear from both managers, starting with the home boss Jack Ross. You know we knew how tough a match it was going to be for us in the first game. Um, I was delighted with how we played, coming back off the winter break and a tie. I think that a lot of people had, had predicted might be the one that caused an upset. So just frustrated that we didn't turn the performance into. To the win, but we know that if we can replicate large parts of that performance, we're a difficult team to play against. You know, we carry an attacking threat that scores a lot of time and creates. So, players are in a good place. I think that I was at pains to point that out at the weekend, both before and after the game. That in terms of league forum, we're up there with you know just stuck in behind Rangers Celtic Mullerwell, who've had all these plaudits. So, players need to take confidence from that and and keep growing that belief that they're a good side. Up against Robin Nielsen tonight. I thought the in the first game that we we were waiting to see how hard they were going to punch. I think we were uncertain of you know what level they were at because we've obviously been in the championship and doing really well. I thought we kind of bobbed and weaved a wee bit as opposed to you know showing a full strength. So I thought after about 15, 20 minutes, probably losing the goal allowed us to have a wee bit more freedom. You know, I thought after 15, 20 minutes we started to realise that you know. You know, we can match this here and we can we can compete. So I'm hoping that you know going to Easter Road right from the start we can we can be more confident that we can compete at that level. John is a Celtic fan in the East End. What's your point tonight, John? Hi Gordon. Gordon and uh, Roger. Hello, John. Um, just a point, um see the, see the two guys in Celtic I've signed right now, the boy Sorrow and the boy um, Clamala. Clamala, right. Now Leonard's coming out and he's saying that He's quite happy that that may well be the end of uh, the signing uh, for the, the, this transfer window. But we all know that we need a striker, we need a backup to uh, Edward. Possibly Griffiths can do it, but he tends to fall out of games, which is obviously what happened this weekend there. Um, we don't really have any other cover. And then this boy Soros coming into the midfield, we, we all know we need defence. So why are they signing? Why are they spending five million pound on people who are probably not going to get him? Well, John, I I think Clamala is one of the backup strikers that you're talking about. Uh, Griffiths is back playing uh, I totally agree I didn't think he looked particularly sharp at the weekend but he's got two goals in three games and he'll be delighted with that more to come. 
Uh, you've got Edward that comes on and, and finishes off the game. He'll start when he's obviously when the big games come around and he's 100% fit. You've got Bio, yes, we can argue that he's not hit the ground running, but he's available. So when you look at the Celtic squad just now, They've actually got four strikers, so I don't think they'll sign another striker. John, why why would Celtic sign another striker? They only tend to play with one. I know they they moved it up to two last midweek, but you know they have four of them. One of them's just a new signing. Why would you still need another one? No, I'm not saying we should buy another striker. What I'm saying is the money they've spent on them. Well, Gordon, you see that there's Bio, there's Griffiths, there's Edward. So why buy another one? Okay, I know he's been on the bench, but. Saturday would have been the ideal opportunity to throw a on um, when Griffiths was the Dana because instead of taking the risk of playing Edward when he might not actually you know what I mean he might have okay if he won scored two goals great brilliant we won the match better than we did at one nothing obviously but surely Saturday would have been the opportunity to throw this guy on no, John might well be right and I know other people who agreed Roger but at the same time Two games into a four and a half year deal It's probably a bit early to be Desperately wondering where Klamala is And why he's not been brought on yeah, I mean, It's well, extremely early Listen you played some audio with Gary McAllister A few minutes ago when he said No when the Rangers will panic and Neil Lennon and Scott Brown I think both used that phrase After the defeat to Rangers on the 29th of December But no panic at Celtic And there haven't been any panic signings In the month of January They've stuck to basically the Celtic template For signing players Signing young players for a certain fee And the belief that those players Will develop their careers At Celtic Park And Celtic will be able To sell players for Inflated fees Later on So Clamalla 21 years of age Is in for 3.5 million And over the period Of the next 4.5 years Or less Celtic will hope He gets in the team Scores goals Develops And he can sell him He may well be the long term Replacement for Edward And then they need to go And try and some, find someone Who's the long term Replacement for Clamalla After that The lad Soros come in 21 years of age As Neil Lennon said at the top of the show He's not even been playing For one of the biggest teams In Israel So he'll be a distance away From where Brown, McGregor And Encham are But the belief is He'll be able to develop His career at Celtic He might be the next Scott Brown He might be the next Olivier Encham The next Callum McGregor So that's the idea Of why they've come in I was surprised Roger I've got to say You're talking about It takes time He, threw, he, he put him on Against Partick Thistle And he just arrived I thought it was The perfect timing on Saturday Edward's done the business The game's finished the, You paid 3 million for a guy Get him on Give him 15 minutes Get him used well, to no, that's the thing. But he brought I, Dembele I, in I'm who, not arguing that, that I'm not saying that you're wrong I just wonder how big a deal It really is at this moment in time Does it I, really matter I, in, I, in the grand scheme of things Right now it doesn't matter Gordon But I thought Like the caller John mm. I thought it was a great opportunity For a boy John in these 10 Thank you very much But we have to leave it there Because it's time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. It's your chance to take on Gordon DL, take on Roger Hanna, and walk away with a signed ball and the obvious bragging rights as well. If you fancy it tonight, if you think you're up to it, give us a call right now. 0141 951 1025. You have to be quick because the lines close at 7. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. We kicked off tonight hearing from Neil Lennon on Celtic's transfer window. Similar discussion around Rangers, uh, but of course, the focus there really is trying to bounce back from Sunday's defeat. So if you've got any thoughts on the above, keep them coming in as well. And remember, in about 15 to 20 minutes time You're going to have to listen carefully Because we've got your chance again We're doing this every night this week To win a pair of hospitality tickets To the SPFL match of your choice Subject to availability With a very very simple game Of higher or lower So you don't want to miss out Keep your ears open for that one And we'll do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The ScottishSun.co.uk Slash football Huge news In the Beat the Pundit world Gordon DL got his first defeat Since September On Thursday night I believe Yeah, yeah. I, 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 You had an absolute nightmare I didn't recognise myself My bottle went All the things that were said In <laughs> Mark Sunday Mark Wilson was waiting for you To blink And you blinked I blinked big time But I thought I was Sort of a cheetah out uh, A draw Nonsense Let's see what type of reaction We get tonight If it is you Tony from Motherwell Is on the line This is brilliant Because you can definitely Take the ball to Tony oh. When when he beats you tonight How are you Tony? Not too bad Gordon yourself? Yeah not too bad at all Tony we're waiting We're just waiting To see if someone Can come on And, and beat Roger Hanna With his minus one Do you think it's about time I moved him to minus two? Well if I'm going to Take on Roger Then I'd rather he didn't have minus one I'd take him on I think I actually think It should be a Motherwell derby tonight Tony And Dan's can personally Deliver the ball The coin decides I'm afraid Heads It is Roger Tails It's Gordon And it is as well Tails Tony against he just made that up there No, no he didn't okay. Tony against Gordon Good luck Tony oh. this, is, this is a local luck, derby Where are you from Tony Motherwell Yep Your windies are going in tonight <laughs> If you beat me <laughs> He was kicking the sign ball Through it When he yeah. beat you uh, What do you mean If I beat you <laughs> I'm going to give Gordon some Clyde 2 to listen to uh, He can't hear us anymore Tony So it's just you and I You have 30 seconds Head to head with Gordon You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it And move quickly on okay Yep Good man Tony Your time starts now What age is Celtic's new signing Is Myla Sorrell 21 Which Scottish international Currently plays for Bournemouth Ryan Fraser What nationality is St Mirren's new signing Peter Urminski German. Which former Scotland international Is the manager of Salford City Pass Who did Rangers sign Greg Stewart from Aberdeen Apart from Shrewsbury Name an English side that Jason Cummings has played for Pass What year of the noughties did Derek McInnes get his two Scotland caps What year of the noughties Okay Let's bring him back Gordon can you hear us Yeah Tony's on fire by the way You fire. have serious job to do oh, ready Come on now what age is Celtic's new signing is Myla Sorrow? 21 Which Scottish international currently plays for Bournemouth? Uh, for Ryan Fraser What nationality is new St Mirren signing Peter Orminski? Slovakia Which former Scotland international is manager of Salford City? Uh, pass, I can't remember Who did Rangers sign Greg Stewart from? Birmingham Apart from Shrewsbury, name an English side that Jason Cummings has played for No, no, Forrest what year of the noughties did Derek McInnes get his two Scotland caps? Noughties, uh, two. Sorry? Two? Aye. You giving him that, Roger? Well, let, let, let's see. Let's see how the scoring goes. Okay, let's find out. How do you think, Tony? Are you feeling confident? 
No, really not. No, not really. Oh, <laughs> forget that last one. It's full of the talk before it, but sometimes when the questions come out, you get a ball change it. of perspective. No, I just think they were quite tough. What age is new Celtic signing? Is Myla Sorrow? He is 21. You both knew it. Uh, Scottish international at Bournemouth, Ryan Fraser. You both knew it. The nationality of St Mirren's new signing, Peter Urminski. He is Slovakian. Boof. How did you know that? Boof. There's one for you, Tony. Do you think if I got a map in here You could point to Slovakia? Absolutely no chance <laughs> But I do my homework Couldn't point to Mullen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what former Scotland international Is the manager of Salford City, Roger? Graham Alexander so Graham Alexander So it's 3-2 to Gordon At this moment in time Who did Rangers sign Greg Stewart from? Tony, that was a sneaky one I did play for Aberdeen But he was a Birmingham player He was only on loan oh. So Gordon gets it right I'm afraid 4-2 Apart from Shrewsbury Name an English side Jason Cummings has played for You had the choice of Luton Peterborough Or Nottingham Forest So Gordon oh. gets that one right So it's 5-2 um, And I'm not giving you it Because I'm What was it? What it, was it? It was 2002 That's what I said But you just say 2 I just I just, yeah, don't, well, I just don't Of like course it. it's 2002 just, You say that in that Dora accent e- again I'll tell you what I don't even want it There you go Yeah you're not getting I'm it anyway. aside. Oh, yeah. You don't need it Exactly so, Tony what's your second name from Motherwell? I'm not telling you. Oh, I'm, <laughs> driving, I'm driving by your house tonight. Where are you? Whereabouts in Motherwell? I'll get you in Jack Daniels. All right, see, see that one, Tony. Oh, I'm going to beat him. <laughs> that sounds ominous for you because he, he did just happen to name the closest pub to your house. Exactly. I mean, it's not official, it's not called that anymore, but that's how the mother locals that remember still it. Works. So, and it's very close to your So, I think Tony knows. I think Tony knows exactly where to find you. Tony's well. I'll I'll find Tony. I'll be searching for him. And by the way, I'll be searching for you without a ball. <laughs> He's keeping his cards close to his chest, Tony. Didn't want anyone who knows to know who he was. So thank you to Tony Clark from Motherwell for playing Pete the Pundit. Kind of. She would have went to a dead heat there. Would you given me two thousand two? Maybe. You would have. Think Come of on. it as part of an education process. I want you to learn how to act, how to properly say the name of but years. You've, but be- you've got to be quick. It's not got to be. You know Anything else just, Is it really It's, just, it's really Come simple on, I can't understand Why you don't do it What year of the noughties Just say two, yeah. Just say 2002 what, what year did you score In the League Cup final Four Exactly Oh four <laughs> Nine four Exactly no. What do you mean exactly <laughs> He's arguing against you Look, I didn't need it anyway right, yes, so right. you I know, I know. You, you won in the end Thank you to Tony for taking part Your chance to beat the pundit tomorrow night At the same time And don't forget in about 10-15 minutes That chance for you to win those tickets To an SPFL match of your choice Just before we take another call I uh, wanted to talk about something that's extremely important Because sometimes we get all a bit hit up in the the aftermath of games And sometimes things come along And Put everything into perspective So it's nice to see Scottish clubs coming together Paying tribute to footballer Jordan Sinnott Who died after being attacked Over the weekend You may have seen uh, This story On social media Or on the news Now Celtic Rangers Kilmarnock Are all amongst those Who've donated shirts With Sinnott 25 on the back Which will be displayed At the funeral Before donating them To Sport Relief So we've been speaking To his half-brother Justin Gardner He says Jordan was football mad And he's hoping That other clubs Will follow suit Jordan was a character He always had a smile On his face um, always laughing and joking He was just a really great guy and he done what every wee boy wants to become And become a footballer And he achieved that And to me, I looked up to him And I'll, I'll certainly miss him But the thing is he, he played for quite a few teams And every team he went to He was, he was loved by so many people And 
everybody's just come out and said such good things about him and Hannah Maguire was one of the first people to come out and give us a, a condolences wish to all the family and he was one of the first to send over a shirt of course Jordan being a football player he's got good friends and Matt Crooks and Josh Windass and they've kind of rallied around all the players in down south to get shirts and I think there's been over a hundred sent down which has been fantastic Josh Windass used to play with Rangers so he'd spoke to a few of the guys at Rangers and they've sorted that out and then Celtic got back to me and, and they're going to make one for me as well to take down which is which is quite nice so we're really just hoping for any shirt from any level, that's from boys club up to professional where just his name's in it and 25 on the back and it was just going to a great cause just to show everyone at the funeral how big a football fan he was and obviously them going to sport relief after so a kid to have my brother's name on the back uh, that they'd never know who he is is just it's, it's quite uh, remarkable actually and it's a really nice thing so we're just hoping for anything and anything is anything that's donated is greatly appreciated and we thank them very much for any donations a real tragedy that Roger clearly not at this moment in time one for us to discuss what happened or anything but a tragic story everyone can agree on that and it's it's nice to see our clubs are amongst those just just doing what they can A very small gesture yeah. To try and make a bit of difference it, it, It's a terrible loss First and foremost For Jordan's family and friends um, A very difficult time for them all But but clearly They want some good To come out of this If some money can be raised For a very good cause In sport relief um, And it can be raised In Jordan's memory then maybe some good can come of these, these terrible events of the last few days Yes, so like we say, just something that puts football into perspective A little bit of time, so we thought we'd bring you that The thoughts of Justin Gardner, who was Jordan's half-brother um, As you can hear, Jordan, um, Justin, local to us And hoping that as many Scottish clubs as possible can get involved So if anyone's listening and they want us to act as a sort of middleman Pass on the details, feel free to get in touch And we'll see what we can do If you want to get in touch on the phones tonight though It's 0141 951 at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Kenny is a Hearts fan on the line Have you come down off the ceiling yet Kenny? No I'm still I'm still stuck there Thanks Gordon uh, Evening Gordon and uh, Roger Hi Kenny, Hi, no, Kenny. <laughs> Did any sound to do Gordon? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you have gave me a pounding for the last few weeks About mm-hmm. the way Hearts predicament and everything like that But, but I think you said uh, About Hearts raising their game When the old firm come to town and that at the same time, then you can't say when we actually raised our game and beat them, you can't say, "Oh, Rangers were bad. That was terrible play. Eight of them were missing." Stephen Gerrard saying that he didn't recognise the players. I mean, he named them only an hour and a half before the game. You know what I mean? And he didn't recognise them. Uh, I think I think credit should go where it goes, and I think Cars played fantastic on Sunday. To be honest, I can't disagree with you, Kenny. I think sometimes we get caught up with the fact at the minute. Like say Rangers lose or Celtic lose We go Oh below par They didn't play well We criticise Defence Midlay par No Morelis here And Sunday I think all the credit's got to go to Hearts I thought they, they played very well I was impressed with uh, A couple of the new signings That's come in I thought Boyce was terrific I really did I thought he was terrific uh, So I think that Kenny you're right We've given you a bit of a hard time uh, for weeks now And I think that Sometimes you got a pat in the back And well done But you've got to keep it up It's okay doing it against Rangers And taking all the, the pats in the back And all the encouragement You've got I think I can't Who's the next game Is it St Johnston away Or something like that Yeah Yeah yeah, yeah. And that, that's Because the, the atmosphere Is not going to be the same As obviously Sunday uh, so you've got to, you know, go And build on this performance now And get another positive result But Kenny 
You keep phoning in And well done to the jam. Right Kenny I want you to interrupt When I say something That you disagree with Right I, I saw I, I saw Hearts a few times In the first half of the season Absolutely Rank rotten The worst team in the Premiership By a distance And they deserve to be Five points adrift At the winter break I then saw them Week passing Saturday Against the Airdrie And they looked at, Listen no, I'm not going to say You know Airdrie Only a League One team Blah 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 They looked transformed Naismith was back And Dragged the team along with him He's as important to Hearts As Morelos is to Rangers Or Edward is to Celtic Suter was back alongside Halkett There was a bit more pace at the back The young lad Irving was in The young lad Henderson The young lad Moore All brought more pace and energy to the team Than the likes of Glenn Whelan Who's gone out the team And come, come that Sunday there By that stage Stendhal had added Liam Boyce To give you a bigger goal threat and added the lad Sibic at the back. So, in a short period of time from the disasters pre-break, I think the managers turned it around very cleverly. Prior to the other team, when we saw the team announcement, Hugh Keevan said, this is going to go either one of two ways. It's either going to be a genius stroke or it's going to be a real own goal. It looks as if the changes he's made have been very, very clever changes. Very much so, Roger. And, and I think that uh, I've just noticed on one of the, the mail posts earlier that uh, apparently Neil Lennon has said that Craig Gordon can leave before the window closes. So that might be an interesting uh, we move that interests on the hearts. Well, it's one to keep an eye on, Roger. I don't think he mentioned it today during his press conference, did he? Um, no, I don't think it was mentioned at Celtic Park. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think Craig is out of contract at Celtic come the end of the season. Fraser Foster clearly first choice there. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I actually thought the last two or three times I've seen him, I thought Pereira looked a bit better as well. He's maybe just more confident, Kenny, playing behind Halkett and Suter and you know Sean Clare, who has come on leaps and bounds at right back in recent games as well. Pereira maybe having had that more solid defence, maybe looks better in goal. Uh, yeah, I mean Kenny is right If you just take a quick look at, at social media I hadn't done so in the last 15 minutes So yeah, there is various uh, suggestions About Craig Gordon and Hart So you never know That's one to watch mm-hmm. in the coming weeks Thank you very much to Kenny and Airdrie I mean, Liam Boyce Gordon is well, It's one game Not mm-hmm. dive in on, a, on a, um, a conclusion But clearly looks like A real asset to Hearts I think I think for Hearts it's one game um, I know what Roger's saying against Airdrie, right? But they go to Ross County, nil nil. Is that a decent enough result? Probably is a point up there the way they were going. I thought boys, uh I thought it was terrific. When 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 you play in a team, your front men are so important. They dictate where you really play most of the game. If you can get the ball up to your front men, they can take it and they can get the fouls, they can hold the ball up. It allows everybody to get up the pitch. It really does. I think his work rate for a team is brilliant. I thought his link-up play was good. I thought he deserved his goal. He looked like at one point he was going to go off the pitch, Gordon. But I thought Hearts as a team looked a lot, lot better. But I'm not like everyone else just now. I'm not getting carried away with Sunday. Because they are they are a team that possibly could go to St Johnston at the weekend and slip up again. But they have to keep it going. Consistency is so, so important. Did it look better? Yes, it did. Were they more organised? Yes, they were. Did they have a bigger threat? Yes. Naismith, you're right. Boyce, terrific. The lad, I can't remember who it was. Simic. Sim- 
But I thought he was terrific Played in a few positions So there's positive signs there for Kenny And Hearts fans But they've got to do it consistently I now I can't overemphasise the importance of Smith to the team though He just lifts the whole team You talk about earlier on about you, Scott Brown Shouting at Julian during mm-hmm. the game at Celtic Park on Saturday. Naismith coaxes, cajoles, shouts, screams, niggles all of his teammates and he drags them along with him. Even in that Airdrie, and I, I don't mean to belittle Airdrie as a, you know, the team from League One, even in that game he was head and shoulders above the rest and taking all these young guys with him. And he did the same again. He would drop into midfield laterally because of all the injuries against Rangers on Sunday. He is crucial. They need to keep Gordon. Just quickly, Roger. Sorry, can I just before she goes to bed, wish my wee granddaughter a happy first birthday party. Uh, birthday. She was had a wee party this afternoon. Absolutely in great form. She says, "Papa, I wait up till the back <laughs> is seven. Listen, because you're my favourite pundit, and you will one beat the pundit. I know I'm so confident. That's why the pressure was on tonight. She was listening. So happy first birthday. And does she want a signed ball for her first birthday? No, no, no. no she doesn't. Okay. Looked a lovely cake. Roger It was absolutely fantastic I had a little bit On the way in yeah. I was going to bring you A bit in But I was a bit Too greedy to be honest Slide one Super scoreboard And Ladbrooks.com Bet and play Bag a winning result Please gamble responsibly Right this is good fun We kicked it off last night The Ladbrokes transfer window Is now open And with it comes Your chance To win VIP hospitality For two With Ladbrokes And their one two three Promotion all you have to do is call 01419511025 Right now, you come on, play a very simple game of higher or lower Get three in a row and you'll be away to the game of your choice Subject to availability Now call that number right now before this break ends To play with Ladbrokes and their 123 promotion 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com we are about to play the Ladbrokes transfer window But let's quickly give Gordon Gale and Roger Hanna the teaser Give them something to work on While you guys are trying to win the tickets This one's been sent in as always on a Tuesday By John Smith Really, really tough tonight I say that every week But mm. I mean it since Well, 11 Scots Have gone directly from Scotland's lower leagues To playing in the English Premier League Can you name them? This is really tough Going to require some good knowledge This 11 Scots have gone directly from Scotland's lower league to playing in the English Premier League. Right, so Andy Robertson's not one. He is not one because he went Dundee United. Exactly. Uh, what, what, and ju- ju- this is this is important. English but, Premier League era. Yeah, so since ninety two, ninety three. The right. other thing that I want to hammer home is I know often we do sort of football nationality, but this is Scots as in born in Scotland. So that's Scots born in Scotland. Scots born in Scotland. 11 of them have gone directly from the lower leagues to playing in the English Premier League. Really tough. Really, I can't really think tough. One. No, no, I'll just leave it with you. Okay. Because it's important that we do this. Slide One Super Scoreboard and Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play. Bag a winning result. Please gamble responsibly. Yes, it is time for the Ladbrokes transfer window. It's now open, and we're giving you the chance to win VIP hospitality for two with Ladbrokes and their one-two-free promotion. All you have to do is play a simple game of higher or lower. Get three right in a row, and you're away to the game of your choice, subject to availability. So let's meet tonight's first contestant. He is Dom, just along the road in Clyde Bank. How are you tonight, Dom? Hi, fine. Yes. Now, did you hear this last night, Dom? 
I listened in last night, aye. Right, so you should know roughly the way it works, but just as a refresher, it couldn't be simpler. It's just higher or lower with transfer fees. I'm going to start you off with a transfer fee, and we're going to do higher or lower from there on in, and if you get three right in a row, you are the winner. That makes sense? That's fine, aye. Good man. If anybody cares, just for any pedants out there, these trans just to keep it simple, the transfer fees were all taken from Transfer Market's website. So it's just a bit, it's just a bit of fun. It's just a game. Don't phone us up and say actually you're a hundred grand out on the transfer. That's not the way it's meant to work. Just a game. Anyway, so Dom, your starting point tonight is this: Jan Venegar of Hesselink from PSV to Celtic. He's gone down as a four point four million pound transfer. Okay. So right. the next one, you need to go higher or lower. Odson Edward from PSG to Celtic was it higher or lower than 4.4 million? It was higher. It was indeed 9.27 million. So 9.27 million higher or lower than the next one. Mark Antoine Fortuny from Nancy to Celtic was that higher or lower than Odson Edward's 9.27? That was lower It was indeed 3.96 million You're nearly there You only need one more The next one is Barry Ferguson From Blackburn To Rangers Was it higher Or lower Than Mark Antoine Fortuny's 3.96 million That would be Higher It was higher 6.53 Well done First contestant You've smashed it 100% record Dom And you are the winner Of the VIP hospitality tickets Well done to you Happy with that I'm happy as Larry Good man Dom Will you stay on the line Producer Andy will get your details And my apologies to everyone else Who was lined up in the queue You came behind Dom Who knew his stuff Easy as that Gordon Not a bad prize That's as a, well a Terrific prize And I thought that was uh, Wasn't the hardest Get John Smith to do them next Yeah Yeah last <laughs> night Last night the first contestant Couldn't get them We had to go on And we will just keep going Until we get a winner But Dom was formidable tonight He was on 100% record 3 out of 3 And he is the winner So make sure you do join us On tomorrow night's show We're going to be playing it again um, And we'll have your chance Not only tomorrow But Thursday and Friday as well Tomorrow is Wednesday And that's what actually caught me up there I was trying to remember which day of the week it was Never a good sign Right 01419511025 I'll quickly revisit this teaser How are you doing on it so far? It's a, I think this is one of the more difficult ones we've had When I look through the names We're looking for 11 Scots Who've gone directly from playing in Scotland's lower leagues To playing in oh. the English Premier League Scots born in Scotland um, And just again to be clear Actually going to a Premier League team Is not enough They have to have played Right uh, It's not Scotland Lower It's lower leagues Yeah So Yes Right okay uh, As opposed it. to I thought it was a lower league The lowest league in Scotland <laughs> Right I've got it wrong Beneath the Prem Right Anything I'm, beneath the top Right flight. I'm now on I've got it Go then I signed one Gary Teal No He went from Air United And played with Wigan In the Premier League when he went to Wigan They weren't in the Premier League right, I'm not getting this question am I? Straight into the Premier League what about He went straight to the Premier League What about Jay Fulton? This is really going to annoy you He was born in England Was he really? He was But I mean you're on the you're on the right lines me, That's I, a great I, shout But he was, was born in England that, that batch of Falkirk well, kids Good idea Stephen Kingsley Yes Went from Falkirk to Swansea Stephen Kingsley is the first one He's also the most recent There was a couple of other lads of that kind of era Conor no, McGrandles no, 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 no He's the only one He's from that one. batch And he is the most recent now, Some need, of these are really to tough I think he was in the Prem before he went What about John McGinn? No No No, because he also went to 
Until he oh, went to the championship that was right. Yeah Villa won the championship but When he went there Back in the day Alec Mathy From Oh shout He go Morton to Newcastle He did Well done Alec oh. Mathy Great shout that is Alice Tiger of that era Alan Smart No mm, No the only one I would think of I was thinking you know, the likes of McCarthy and MacArthur. I'm sure they were in the top flight before they, they left Hamilton. Mm-hmm. What about Brian Easton, Hamilton to Burnley? No, 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 it would be the same. I think. Anyway, so you've got two of the ten. Not too bad at all. If you even get the ten, I will be impressed. It's a really tough question tonight. Eleven Scots have gone directly from Scotland's lower leagues to playing in the English Premier League. Guys like Stephen Kingsley from Falkirk to Swansea, Alec Mathy from Morton to Newcastle. Let's see what you're made of on Twitter with that one. I know there's some great knowledge out there Just how good though At Clyde SSB Quick one more go What about Tony Gallagher? No Made his debut for Liverpool Not in league. the Premier League he didn't know. Oh so it needs it to be actually, yeah, actually need so. to play in yeah. the league right? okay. okay let's leave that one there for now Mark is in Uddingston As a Celtic fan Mark what's on your mind tonight? How are you doing panel? Good evening Good thanks Mark um, well, The first point is really just regarding Celtic in general um, I just still think they lack a bit of physicality in their team um, and I would love to see us bringing in a, a kind of target man, a Glenn Murray type, you know, before the transfer window shuts. Um, it's the same. I feel Stephen Gerrard has, has turned the, the old firm game back into a battle again, and I just feel as if Celtic are lacking in that department. I've just got one other point after that. Just yeah, on that first one, Mark, do you feel that that ship has sailed, though, the fact that Patrick Clamalas came in? I know you, you may want a Glenn Murray type. Can you really see it happening, though, another striker between now and the end of the week? Why not on loan at the end of the season? I mean, he's not got his game for Brighton. I think the manager's already said that he would be willing to let him go out on loan. And that kind of, that kind of presence, that kind of plan B, if you like, that, that I feel Celtic have been lacking for a long time, not not just this season. Um, you know, and, and I, I would like to more kind of powerful midfield type as well. But it's, 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 it's easier said than done, yeah. I get that. Um, Gordon, I'm, I'm, I don't know I certainly don't know how Neil Lennon Or uh, the Celtic hierarchy work But it would be a big surprise To see another striker now, would uh, it not? No chance, absolutely no chance I'd be astonished if Celtic brought in another striker I think that department is closed I think the middle of the part Now we saw come in Is closed um, I don't know if Celtic will do any more business They might look at Maybe another defender, Gordon uh, I wouldn't be surprised with that A right sided winger Maybe uh, You've got Forrest there I've got to say and, and, and For a couple of games Or Forrest There was something You know Celtic can change their formations They like the They can go to that Three at the back With two wing backs With Forrest maybe If he was injured Or whatever And I've got to say Young Dembele come on And lit up Celtic Park At the weekend I know he's a young boy I know he's 16 I I wouldn't be afraid To throw him into the odd game I think he can handle it No problem Yeah they could go And add a bit of strength To the wing uh, The the winger department But me personally I think they've got Enough players just Mm. now But If they were bringing One more in I would look at The defence On you go Mark No just 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 on that point there I I think James Forrest Played his best football And Patrick Roberts Pushing him on the right hand side, um, and, and no matter what they do, a lot of James Frost uh, detractors out there, and I, I can be one of them at times, and doesn't turn up for certain games. And but I feel as if he's better than he's pushed. I suppose like every other player, but that's not really my my second point was regarding Stephen Gerrard's comments after the game at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that was music to my ears as a Celtic fan, if you ask me, and I wonder if that's why Gary McAllister took the press conference today. 
Um, and I think that's Gerard shown his inexperience as a manager because he's too honest at times for his own good to come out and absolutely rip his team to shreds like that. Um, yeah, emotions are running high, but I think that's him showing a wee bit of inexperience from a managerial point of view. We see him near Lennon saying, oh, we might be happy, you know, if that's what I've got, that's what I've got. But it's, you know, deep down, Lennon's basically saying, well, if we get somebody in, that's fine. But he's not going to rock the boat. He's not going to, you know, make kind of silly statements, if you like. And I think, to me, listening to Stephen Gerrard's interview about, yeah, he could call his botters, cause this. I know he's calling his team out, but in this snowflake era, I don't know if that's going to work. I wouldn't read too much into Gary McAllister being there today. It's quite common when they've got so many games midweek mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, Rangers do tend to mix up. Some other clubs do it as well. Um, but the other point, Roger. Well, l- listen. This isn't the first time in Stephen Gerrard's hundred games that Rangers haven't played particularly well, and he's tended not to have a go at them. I think all managers pick and choose when to have a pop. Um, I certainly know Neil Lennon does it in the past. Derek McInnes, all all the managers do it. And Stephen Gerrard clearly felt Sunday afternoon was the right time to have a pop at his players. It had maybe been building up Mark Enham, you know, he, he couldn't have been happy. He said he was bored with the game at Strunral the previous Friday night. I'm sure he wasn't taken on by the, the display against St Mirren. I think if Conor McCarthy had put that late header on target, St Mirren made it a point, albeit a, a scarcely deserved one at Ibrox last midweek. And then Sunday. So this has maybe been building up in Stephen Gerrard. Went easy on them after Strenuar, easy on them after St Mirren, and just decided enough was enough on Sunday. Do you not think some people would prefer that though, Mark? Just that that honesty, saying what you think. Because you've been there, you're, you're a fan, and there's nothing more frustrating than when you think your team's been hopeless and you have to listen to the manager putting a really positive spin on it and, and telling you things that you don't agree with. Is it really that big a deal that the manager just comes out and says what most of the fans were thinking? No, I, I, I totally agree with it and, and actually, I've got a lot of admiration for Stephen Gerrard I've got a brother-in-law, he's a big Liverpool, he's a scouser He lives up here um, and I loved him as a player, I love his honesty But I just think it's sometimes he's got ill-advised Sometimes he's too honest for his own good Which is great for us because I just think um, I, I, found it, I found it quite encouraging actually Because, and, and there are things we are, I'd like to your, your point on was um, Stephen Gerrard with Chris Commons his column but now it looks like his, his celebration is premature I mean what do you think about that? Well I don't buy anything into that I know that pundits have their own opinions and Chris Commons is entitled to his I think Stephen Gerrard was celebrating the fact that you know just going to Celtic Park and getting that victory getting that monkey off your back type it would be like Morelis scoring against Celtic I don't think that he was coming out there and making a statement like yes that's us we're going to win the league because we've won at Celtic Park listen emotions are caught up in days like that I'm sure Neil Lennon would celebrate as much as well if they go and Ibrox and the beat Rangers fine I've not got a problem with Stephen Gerrard coming out and saying what he's saying. I actually think it's a good thing. I don't think it's going to upset Rangers play. I think it's just going to say, look, guys, it's as simple as this. And he is. He's very truthful. Mm. I like the way he handles the press. I think he's brilliant at it. The proof will be in the pudding tomorrow night, Gordon. He's looking for a reaction. He's bringing the players out and saying, listen, you're not hiding behind me all the time. Get up there, stand up and be counted. Let's see what happens tomorrow night. I think he'll get a positive reaction. I wouldn't bother whatsoever if as a Rangers player I would be sitting there thinking yeah the manager's called me out I'm going to prove tomorrow night that I have got the ball 
Uh, let's hear from Celtic's new signing is Myla Sorrow He believes his style of play will suit the Scottish game uh, The Ivorian midfielder of course became the second signing of the window He won't feature this week But speaking through an interpreter He says he has a lot to offer I see it as a way to, to progress, to improve um, And each time you move to a different club or a different country You, you give your best And hopefully that sets you on for the next stage um, so coming here for me is a big step up and, and um, it's, it's, it's part of this journey and, and um, I'm really looking forward to being challenged it's a big challenge so it's, it's something I'm really looking forward to. my motivation is not to become the best player but certainly yes to be the best player I can be is, is, is what drives me the, you know, playing in front of big crowds and the supporters and, and the, the kind of athletes. I see Scottish football as, as hard and tough and I like that. And the tougher it gets, the better I get. The more aggressive you are, the more the opposition is aggressive. And that makes the, the game even harder for everybody. And I, I thought you were going to have to translate that for a second, Gordon. And I was really, really yeah. looking forward to it. But I, I was sigh of relief when the interpreter kicked in. And it was great to hear from Ismaila Soro for the first time. Uh, Mark and Odigson, thank you very much for your call. Hopefully, we'll hear from you soon. That was Mark on the line. Uh, quickly on tonight's teaser. And it is a tough question tonight. Since 92, 11 Scots have gone directly from playing in Scotland's lower, lower leagues to playing. In the English Premier League Scots born in Scotland So far you've got Alec Mathy And Stephen Kingsley Is the Morton manager one? David Hopkins Who did he go from? Morton to, to Was it Crystal Palace he went to? Or it was no? Chelsea well Chelsea done. Yep. yep David Hopkins Oh that's a good one And well, While we're on the subject there Did Snowgrass go from no. Lily? Oh, that's me. I was on fire there. Oh, Talking about what? Alec Mathy, David Hopkins, Derek Lilly go at that same oh, stage. Oh, Leeds United. No. Morton to Leeds, no. no. Sure. Well, he's not on the list, that's okay. all you need to know. Yeah, it's smudgers usually. Well, Snodgrass got me thinking, was Graham Doran's a Livy player outside the top flight when he went down south? He was. He Livy was. to West Brom. So he won. Right. Was Alec one, no? Did he go Who? to Falkirk to England? Was... I went to Millwall, though. Alec, Alec Ray, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, went to Millwall, not in the top not flight at that time. Oh. <sighs> I'll, I'll try to get my time injury When did Billy Gilmer leave Rangers? No. Billy Gilmer wouldn't know Nope I seem Back in the dim and distant This is hard Spurs signed another Stephen Ferguson to Tottenham No for Never me, played Did not play He never played for Spurs But that's a, a great shout But he, he didn't Ferguson. play unfortunately John Hendry was another No Nope Went to Spurs I think you've actually done I mean you've got the four easy ones Don't get me wrong But uh, well, what about Dobie When Stephen Dobie first no. went down No No the only other one I thought does get me thinking when you mentioned Gary Taylor I've been kind of trying to think through the clubs Did they not sell a centre-half Derek Allen down to Southampton? Yes, yes Centre-half, yes Brilliant, well done Derek Allen from oh, here to Southampton I got him That's such a good attempt Well done, right We'll get the rest of them next We're going to speak to Craig and Kilmarnock after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger and Gordon are trying to tackle tonight's teaser And I must say, I think we've done the unthinkable This is the equivalent of beating Roger Hanna at Beat the Pundit I think John Smith has maybe left one out of his mm. list, Roger Because you suggested it earlier on, Derek Lilly Gordon Armour tweeted in, Derek Lilly Christopher McElhaney tweeted in, Derek Lilly Loads of people tweeted in, Derek Lilly Did a bit of research during the break And I can't see why he wouldn't be one he moved from Morton to, Le to Leeds Morton wouldn't have been in the top flight would they? 
at that time Leeds would have been in the English top flight He was born in Scotland I will stick him down We'll stick Derek Lilly down Why not So you, that just means You've got one more to get Unfortunately for you guys So you've got Dorans uh, David Hopkins Stephen Kingsley Alec Mathy Derek Lilly Derek Allen Players who went from Scotland's lower leagues And then played In the English top flight They must have been born In Scotland though And it's obviously since 92 Premier League era Any more? Um, <sighs> There's one biggie Biggie? As in yeah, I mean, big name, big career, played for big clubs, well known. The rest are a bit more obscure. We need clues, and it's only quarter two. Okay, what about a guy who played for Dundee United? Uh-huh. Right now, he won promotion with United, but never went on to play in the top flight with them. So he won promotion, then got the move to an English Premier League team. Was it? Did they go to Crystal Palace? No. He went to Derby Christian Daly mm-hmm. Christian Daly uh, never played The the near right in the top flight Not according to John Smith anyway Yeah, really? yeah. So Blame him Here's some other ones That you might have missed That helps um, Kevin Harper Jay Fulton Both born in England Stephen McInespy, um Played uh, played in the top to flight Bolton. Yeah but played in the top flight Briefly with Wraith As you should know Yeah Neil Alexander went to Crystal Palace But didn't get a game So those are a couple That you can eliminate From your thinking Oh, that's me beating it. Yeah, okay. Um, early action in the Scottish Cup, not yet. I don't think there's anything to tell you about in that one. Uh, there is another game, of course, tonight as well. Falkirk? Yeah. Yeah. And a big prize for the winner. TV game at home to Kenny the Jambo's beloved hearts. So it'll be... It'll be kudos for the players and cash for the two boards. And I don't think I have a Falkirk now down in League One or a bro fighting a good fight for a part-time team in the Championship. Neither club awash with money at the minute. So there's a big prize at staying Hearts will take a lot of supporters to the game. I think it's one of these new 7.20 on a Saturday night games. Whoever gets through to, to host the Jambos in the last 16. So, listen, it was a... Not the best game First time round A couple of weeks back I think it was nil-nil at Gayfield Here's hoping for a better night tonight Falkirk I think Hit six at the weekend Against Forfar A broth A fine home win Against Partick Thistle All to play for tonight And a, and a wee bit like the game We spoke about earlier on at Easter Road Don't be surprised If it goes all the way To extra time and penalties Is home advantage Enough in your mind To see Hibs Through tonight Or I mean it would still be an upset I guess It's, it's a championship team Against a a Premiership team Not a huge upset mm. But away from home Can United do it? Uh, I would probably go for Hibs tonight Gorn uh, Through the home advantage um, Dundee United are a threat Because they have got experienced players uh, They'll not be phased by uh, Pitching up at Easter Road In a cup tie But I just think that Home advantage will count tonight It could go all the way But I just see that Hibs will be in the next round uh, I think it could go all the way Penalties Big night for Lauren Shankland He scored against Hibs first time round If he could do it again And I'm sure the place will be jam-packed With English scouts watching Lauren Shankland um, I wouldn't be surprised if Dundee United just nicked something And again, a big prize Because it's a TV game in the next round Away to BSC Glasgow Yes, so join us tomorrow night We'll give you all the fallout from that game at Easter Road Just to, f- to finish off tonight And almost... Set us up nicely for tomorrow It is a big match day Celtic and Rangers are both in action What are the main 
team selection dilemmas, headaches what, what will be the big debating points on, on tomorrow's show with regards to that? Is it safe to say Rangers will have maybe one or two more given the defeat at the weekend? Yeah, a lot of uh, well, calls for Matt Polster to perhaps come in I thought Polster was okay when he came on for Flanagan He performed better second half than Flanagan had first half um, Morelos will come back in for Defoe who starts in place of Jack? You would have to think Scott Arfield probably is due a start there. Um, I can't see many more changes in the Rangers team. For Celtic, you would imagine Edward would have to start at Perth, even if they only give him until they believe the game is won. Uh, I think Neil Lennon spoke today that Ryan Christie was back in the squad as well, so he'll come into the thoughts. And again, you discussed it earlier on, does the back four that looked so shaky in the first half against Ross County Get another go together Is it worth Matt Polster Gordon I mean John Flanagan's waited so long For his chance at right back He Has come under a bit of Criticism For His performances What do you think He didn't have the best 45 minutes Gordon Let's be honest But who did in the Rangers jersey um, Yeah I thought Polster Come on Looked lively Looked sharp Got forward Put in a few good balls I don't I, I think it's very Unfortunately nowadays That you get judged on the 45 He's waited his time He's been a good pro there um, It'll be interesting to see how What the Rangers manager decides tomorrow Obviously Morelis comes back in Looking at the Celtic team uh, Will Neil Lennon get back to Edward and Griffiths As a partnership uh, Will he get back to just Edward up there And take Griffiths out And give him a little bit of rest He's played in the last three games um, Will he go to a back three And play two wing backs Or You know Ayer Back in the squad Does he come back in I think both managers Have got good choices And plenty of choices To to pick from if no, he, no way he could go With Nathan Patterson No No I think Poster Or Flanagan Will definitely play Tomorrow night Before uh, Patterson I think he's one For the future um, If Odson Edward Was brought on A bit earlier than Hoped At the weekend Is, is there any chance he, He's left out again well, Tomorrow listen, to protect listen, this we, we, toe injury we, we just don't know do we It's an ongoing um, to, to use the phrase that they all like at the minute He's managing the injury Gordon Much like Gordon with his, his hip, hip. Yeah, yeah absolutely um, Except Odson can come on and score a couple of times And run about a bit mm-hmm. um, I think he'll start the game But what we don't know is You know the, the spell he had on the pitch on Saturday What effect that, that has had on the toe injury Whether it's worse than the injury Whether the injury's improved He's so crucial to Celtic. I think he'll need Funny to start Funny you again. say that, Roger, because I did say uh, on the show on Saturday, and I think it was just a knock because when Edward came on, there was no signs of you know he's limping an injury. But when he went off, he was mm. certainly limping down the tunnel. But he took a hard challenge just at the end of the game, so he probably have just run that. Well, that sets us up nicely for tomorrow. Join us from six. It's a big match day, so we're looking for all your team lineup suggestions and predictions as we build up to kick off. But we've got work to do tonight. On tonight's teaser, can you name since 92? It's gone up to 12 Scots who've gone directly from playing in Scotland's lower leagues to playing in the English Premier League. Born in Scotland. They have to be born in Scotland. So guys like Derek Allen, Christian Daly, Graham Dorrance, David Hopkin, Stephen Kingsley, Alec Mathy and Derek Lilly. You're doing really well because it it's a really tough question. You do still have some tough answers to go. What about... That's the United thing, the fact that Daly... What about Billy McKinley? No. Are there any more Dundee United? No, these ones are really tough Colin Hendry from Dundee No, no. The ones that are left are Clues We need clues Extremely tough yeah. Two of them went from ha- In fact The same route for two of them Hamilton Oh, uh, the right back 
Went to I probably need a name Right What's your right back's name um, The right back Did he go to West Ham No Southampton Southampton Via West Ham Going back Just turn you, the left Are you thinking Stephen Hendry uh, No him Yeah No no, no. As a right back at Hamilton, isn't it? I don't know I'm if he's a right, right. but not two of these guys went from Hamilton to Southampton. Two of them from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Colin Cram. Yes. Ah, oh, Colin Cram, centre forward. The last one of the the last Hamilton one. Oh, Paul McDonald. Yes. Oh, Roger. Right, quick two to go. Clyde to Norwich. Clyde to Norwich. Yeah. No early nineties. Quick. No, initials S-H Stevenson Stewart Is it the goalie? Sandy Scott Howie, Scott Howie. Scott You Howie. should know that one Gordon mm. And the last one Queen of the South To Nottingham Forest It's really tough Oh that's <laughs> big Chris Doig It's big Chris Doig I've no idea how big he is I'll take your word for it Chris Doig uh, By the way You wouldn't is like he, to meet him Is, Chris, is he big Chris, Chris Doig big I'll Chris look Doig. him up Thank you Roger And Gordon We're back tomorrow Make sure you join us Massive games well, In the well, Premiership We're not going to go I hope not I've maybe no. miscounted I think you've got them all We're back tomorrow at 6 <laughs> And Cassie is up next She's in for Callum Gallagher Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com